morning. Welcome back, everybody, to another Lakuth Maran Shir. I'm Shia Sussman, and I'm happy to be learning this year with everyone. This a little bit of introduction before we get started in today's year. As always, I believe this is the 28th Lakuth Maran Shir. These are all text-based classes, so you can actually see what Rabbi Nachman says for himself because there's so much hearsay always. I heard he said this. I heard he said that. And the idea of doing these text-based classes is to just see for ourselves inside from his own words what Rabbi Nachman says. Also, if you want to have any uh, previous classes, you could go on breastlove.org and you could find classes there uh, from the Shurim, or you could go on my SoundCloud at Nach Daily or at Chaya Sussman. You could type it into SoundCloud and you could find more classes there. So tonight's piece uh, is actually a very famous lesson that I wanted to learn with everyone. It's lesson 23 in the second Chelek of Lekut Maran. It's a short piece, and it's a very famous thing that Rabbi Nachman uh, spoke about, about turning sadness into joy. And they, uh, I remember on a personal level when I first uh, started learning Lekut Maran, this lesson over here actually uh, it made a very big impact on me. I, like, I learned it, and I was so taken by it, and it spoke to me so much learning it, so I'm really excited to be learning it with everybody also. And in fact, I would even say we're not going to learn all the Lukutai Lachas on it, but there's probably around 25 pages of Lukutai Lachas on this piece. And, a, uh, and it's just an incredible piece. I think this small little piece over here is really a porthole kind of into Lukut Maran if we learn it properly with all the and everything. Uh, so this, even though this is a short piece, we're actually going to be delving into it for the next future weeks, this and the piece after. The piece after this one is the famous words of Mitzvah Gedol Helios Basimcha. We're not going to get to that this week. We're really going to start with that. We're really going to start with that next week. So again, this is going to be a, uh, in the second Chelek, in the second part of Lukut Maran, known as Tinyana. Uh, lesson 23. And just one more point before we jump in is we're going to learn about a very famous, we're going to learn about uh, Nikudas Tovos, um, one of the most famous lessons Rabbi Nachman said as well, even though this lesson's not that, but it touches on it. And uh, I have around four or five shirim on lesson 282 in the first section of Lukut Maran. You could also look up those shirim. Maybe I'll post one of them uh, in the description of this video. So without any further ado, let's kind of jump right in. And we're going to learn about how Rebbe Nachman reminds us over and over and over again, how a person can turn pain into joy. That spiritual growth is how the most difficult things in our lives could be springboard and catapult us to have spiritual growth in our lives. And not only that, does he tell us that? But he actually shows us how. He gives us practical advice on how to turn our depression into happiness and move us away from areas in life that we don't want to be in. Because so many times a person feels down, we feel depressed, and we get filled with negativity. We get thoughts that are running us down. And that really takes us out of our well-being. That really takes us out of our consciousness. And we just wind up being not successful in life. But when we're happy and we're feeling secure, and we understand even though we messed up, 
we could transform that into happiness. So there's something about that that kind of anchors us and it helps us break the negative cycle of negativity, negative thinking, negative emotions. And this way we can just kind of move on with our lives and not only move on, but we could, we could actually, a, uh, we can a, uh, transform ourselves. So I'm going to go pull to the screen share and then we're going to jump right in. Let's go to the screen share over here. Okay. So right over here, if you guys could see lesson Chav Gimel, I'm going to jump right in. Pi'inyan uh, ha on the topic of happiness. Al pi mashal. Here's a metaphor. There are times when people are happy and they're dancing in a circle. They try to grab a person to join the circle. And that person is sad and he's depressed. Right? And we try against your will. Come on, just dance with us. You try to pull his arm and force him to dance with you. Uh, and what happens is when you drag him into the circle, so he says, okay, now that I'm here, I'm dancing, I'm happy. Right? So the guy is like depressed. He's like the one guy in shul. He's not dancing. No, I'm not saying you're depressed if you're not dancing in shul. But I, uh, the guy is... And you grab his arm, and he says, okay, fine, I'll dance. And all of a sudden, he becomes happy also. This is also true for the topic of happiness. When a person's happy, when a person's happy, then all depression leaves him, and they kind of evade him at that moment. They depart to the side. But it's an extra advantage. To go ahead and chase down your depression. And flip your sad feelings, flip your depression, bring it into the circle that it should flip the happiness. In a way where your sad feelings and your cycle of negativity flips itself into happiness, gets transformed. That a person, their sadness and all their suffering and pain turns into happiness. Like a person who comes to a simcha. From the greatness of that happiness and the joy. All of a sudden it flips, it transforms all his worries, his sadness, his anxiety, and his negativity into happiness. Nimsa. And we're going to explain all this. I'm just reading it inside. Nimsa, she'achotev hamor ha'shora machnis oso ba'korcholu tocha simcha. So it comes out that a person drags their difficulty and their pain, and they force it against its will to flip into happiness. Kamashal hana, like the parable we just said, right? V'zeh v'china sasam v'simcha yasigu. And this is what it says in the Pasuk in Yeshaya, that uh, the Beginning of the Pasuk is Uvduya Hashem Yeshu Valitsium Barina, Sasam Vasimcha Yasigu Vanaso Yagam Vanaka. Right? At the end of days, the cast aside nation is going to come singing and dancing. Sasam Vasimcha Yasigu, when they chase Sasam happiness, they chase it. Vanaso Yagam Vanaka. Depression and sadness run away. Shai Yagam Vanaka Borchim Vanasim Vanasimcha. Sadness and depression and low-level feelings, they run away in the face of happiness. 
Because at the time when a person's happy, all his sad feelings and the difficulties that he has in life, they seem to evade him and step to the side. But what do you need to do? It's not enough that your sad feelings get pushed to the side when you're happy, so you don't want to worry about them. You need to go ahead and specifically when you're happy, drag and pull back in your depressed feelings and bring them into the circle. In order to bring them. To drag all your worries, your pain, and your suffering into your happiness. And this is what it means. Happiness, you'll chase after. That the sason, the happiness that you have, it goes and it, uh, it pursues the depression and the sadness, which tend to run away from happiness. And you bring it back into the circle of happiness. Because depression and sadness, they come from the other side. They don't want to be transformed into holiness. They'd rather stay aside and just be, and just bring you down. As they say, misery loves company. <laughs> therefore, they run away from happiness. Therefore, you need to force them into holiness. Force it to be happy. Okay, so theoretically, we could stop this year right there. There's doesn't not, not, nothing more needs to be said, but just for the purpose of this year, I guess we'll talk a little bit about what this means and some of the implications. So let's just do the recap. So Rabbi Nachman saying this that I, uh, when a person's just like a, a circle picture, a chasana or a shul, someone wants to stand and say, "Come on, come on, Reuben, Shimon, come on and dance with me." You try to pull them in, and they say, "Ah, ah, 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 not me." I don't dance. I'm not that type of guy. Uh, 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 uh. Not going to get me into the circle, right? And no matter how hard you pull their hand, eh, 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 they go ahead and they try to, they don't want to join, right? So what Rabbi Nachman is saying is that's uh, what you do is you have to uh, pull that person into the circle. And eventually what happens is when he starts to feel the simcha, he's no longer, uh, that depression comes into happiness. So he's saying like this, that, when a person's happy, they don't want to take a look at their negative feelings. They don't want to, a, uh, you don't want to think about the hard things in life when you're feeling happy, when you're feeling content, and when you're feeling okay. But what Rabbi Nachman is saying is that it's specifically at the time when you're happy, it's specifically at the time when, when you're feeling secure, it's not just, okay, now I don't have to worry about my problems. It's at that time in life where you're supposed to assess yourself, evaluate yourself, and then go ahead and look at those difficult, painful, depressive, aggravating, and worrisome things, force them into the circle, and flip them into happiness. <laughs> Which means there's a perspective that a person uh, can have on pain and suffering where they're able to bring that pain and suffering into the circle of life, into the circle of dancing, into the circle of simcha and transform their pain and their suffering, their anxiety and their depression, their ups and their downs, their dysfunction into happiness. 
because when a person when a person is a uh, set when a person's happy you don't want to look at your problems so Rabbi Nachman is saying that no it's specifically when you're feeling happy when you're feeling secure you need to take a perspective on the issues in your life in order to drag them into the circle that they should totally they should totally flip to happiness and you know this is something that I think about a lot because it has to do you know in my practice as a therapist that most people don't come into therapy and they're like everything in my life is going well and you know i just want to check in i just want a little bit of tune-up it's when a person's life feels like they're falling apart or they feel like they can't manage anymore or they're struggling with extremely difficult emotions for themselves that's when they come for therapy that's when they come in order to work on themselves in that capacity but really what Rebbe nachman is saying and, and that's a good time i'm not saying there's a wrong there's a wrong time right uh, a person should seek help when they need help, obviously, right? But what Rabbi Nachman is saying over here is that the time to evaluate your life is not when you're depressed, not when you're down, right? And on the, on the other hand, when you're happy, you don't want to take a look at your issues, right? So Rabbi Nachman is saying, no, it's specifically when you're happy, that's really, that's really when you want to a, uh, take a look at your issues. And you know, it's such, this is such a deep thing. This is such, this is such a deep thing because a, uh, you know, often we make judgments about the people and events and ourselves in life where we're in the lowest state, when we're feeling down and depressed, right? But Rabbi Nachman is saying, no, you need to make judgments about the people in your life and yourself and your status in life, not to evaluate yourself when you're depressed. You should evaluate yourself when you're happy. Because when a person is feeling secure, and now they go ahead and look at their depression, they're looking at the difficult things in life. So essentially what's happening is, is that they're looking, they're looking uh, at life through a higher state of consciousness. It's like, picture yourself on a mountain. So at the bottom of a mountain, you can only see so far. At the middle of a mountain, you could see a little bit further, right? But when you're at the top of the mountain, that's when a person really has the greatest vision and distance. So when a person's connected to their emotional clarity, that's really when you want to take a look at the sad things in your life and not only take a look at the sad things in your life at that point, but that's when a person has the power in order to bring the sadness into the circle and have it being mehapich to simcha. So no matter what a person's done in life, no matter where a person's been, there is this inyan, there is this ability to transform the most difficult things uh, in your life in order to bring it into simcha. This actually reminds me of something I learned from a psychologist that I trained with. His name is Dr. Mark Howard. And uh, I remember I was training with Dr. Howard, and this is years ago already, and he used to tell me, he used to say, uh, when I'm on the bot, he used to say about himself, uh, when I'm on the bottom floor of an elevator, I know not to walk out and visit everyone. <laughs> which means that when a person is feeling so down and depressed, that's not when you want to go ahead and take a look at those hard feelings because it could be very, very difficult for you, right? It's precisely when you're dancing in the circle, that's when you need to go after those feelings and being mahapich them into simcha. So this is, this is incredible. And uh, we're going to learn now a piece from Lakuta Alachas, and we're going to read a bunch from Lakuta Alachas now. And Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Nassim are really going to give, again, more specific ideas how a person's pain and suffering 
can be pulled into happiness. Let's go to the Sheen share screen over here. Hold on, let me find it, okay. Okay, boom, let me make this bigger for everyone. You can see it. Okay, so this is in Lukute Lachos. This is a in Lukute Lachos over here. Hilchas Peri Riba Halacha Gimel, and we're going to skip around a little bit. Let me make that bigger. Vehaklal Shesarach Adam Lios Besimcha Tamid Liskabra Besimcha Kolka. The rule is a person needs to always be happy and try to make themselves be happy. Until a person is able to grab all his depression and all his pain and suffering in life. You need to take those things and make them flip into happiness. Until a person flips or transforms their depression, their anxiety and worry into happiness. Now he's going to give very specific examples how to do this. Specifically through what the Yetzirah does is, is try to bring you down with negativity. Through this, the very fact that the Yetzirah is trying to get you down, you need to use that and transform that into happiness. What can you tell yourself? And this is, this is so revolutionary. Even though I am so far from Hashem, nevertheless, I'm still a Jew, and Hashem did not make me a heathen. And how many mitzvahs, after all, do I get to do? Tzitzis, tefillin, the kama brachos, v'diburim kedoshim b'tefillah, u'betoresh nizoche lomar b'chol yom b'yom. And how many words and how many brachos, blessings and words of holiness and words of tefillah and Torah that I merit to say every day. The the opposite is true. Zehu ikr simchasi. This is this is what makes me happy. Someone as far as me merits to wear tefillin every day. The tefillin are called the king's crowns. And anything similar that we do every single, that every Jew gets to do every single day. And a person who strengthens himself to come to this level of happiness, until they're able to flip all their happy, all their sadness into happiness. Who This is a tremendously big thing. Isn't this the main mitzvah to be happy all the time? So much so, where a person transformed their pain into happiness. And this makes a tremendous unifications and a tremendous delight in Hashem and all the worlds above, above. And like I've understood, like we've understand from the words of the Rebbe. Because at the time we were able to hear this amazing wonder, Chiddush, exalted thing. How tremendous was this Chiddush 
this novel idea that the Rebbe said, until we're able to hear this amazing thing, this amazing thing from the Rebbe. Right? So this is incredible. Let's say what Rav Dustin says. That the sadness itself is able to propel you to happiness. Why? Because the person feels far from Hashem. You feel like you're messed up a million times. You say, what big is it? What big, what, what am I doing? And, and this makes no sense, right? But you could always scale it back. You could say, a person as low as me, even, even though I'm so far, I still get to wear tefillin. Oh my goodness! Right? A person who's sitting against Hashem at every single moment gets to Davin? Whoa! Isn't that incredible? So a person uses their depression itself as a springboard in order to propel them to happiness. Right? A person says, a person as far as God from me am bothered by being far from Hashem? Incredible. Right, so you always a person can always scale it back, and see, uh, and transform their pain into simcha. Right, like I always think that like a person needs to ask themselves. Right, person feels oh great, I'm far from Hashem, or I'm not accomplishing, or I'm doing this. So the 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 answer is to do what Rabbi Nussin and Rabbi Nachman is saying. No, scale it back. Ask, say to yourself, look what I'm bothered by. I'm bothered by the fact that I feel far from Hashem. Look what I'm bothered by. I'm bothered by the fact I feel Hashem gave me gifts and I'm not accomplishing. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that incredible? You could always take a step back from your inner turmoil and the dysfunction and your emotional pain that you're in. And you can say, look what I'm bothered by, right? Look, I'm in relationship dysfunction, right? But I want to get better, right? Look what I'm bothered by. I'm bothered by the fact that I'm in dysfunction. Isn't that amazing? That's a sign of a person's inner resilience. That's a sign of a person's nakuda toba, a person's good point, as I like to say. You have a good point, right? We have bad, but we also have good. And isn't our good not the main part of who we are? So Rabbi Nachman is encouraging a person to search for the point of resilience that's contained within them, even though they're messing up. So you could always scale it back and back and back, and you could always just peel away the layers, and you could say, look at what I'm bothered by. I'm bothered by the fact that I'm having emotional pain. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that not a sign of your innate health and your innate well-being and resilience? The very fact that you're bothered by your status in life and where you are? So that's what Rabbi Nachman's calling being mahapech yagom v'anacha into simcha. And especially when it comes to Torah and mitzvahs, as the Rebbe's saying, how many mitzvahs do we do that we take away and we throw in the garbage? A person as far as me is zochet to give tzedakah, zochet to wear tzitzis, zochet to wear a yarmulke, zochet to have a beard, zochet to have a payas, right? They don't have to be long. They could be regular, right? Zochet for all different sorts of mitzvahs. So a person can scale it back and precisely their depression and sadness gets flipped, becomes a source of pride. It becomes a source of joy once it gets flipped and transformed into Kedusha. Amazing. It's incredible, guys. Incredible. Let's do another piece for Rav Nassim. You got to love Rav Nassim. I'm going to the screen. Can I, can, 
Yes, can I say something? Please add, please. I don't know if you hear me or not, but I want to add something. Uh, I wanted to tell you before. Um, my holy grandfather, we've mentioned him before. Yeah. Um, he was, as, as you know, he was a very well-known uh, tzaddik. And anyway, he once, so he used to, when people would come to him for brachos, he would say, what would you like to have a bracha for? And they would say, I need a bracha to, uh, I don't know, to have hatzlacha in learning. So he would say, you should learn b'simcha. And then or somebody would say, I need a bracha for a shidduch. He would say, he would give them a bracha that they should find somebody that they could live b'simcha. So once I asked him, what's this deal with simcha? They're not asking you for a bracha for simcha. They're asking you for a bracha for whatever it is that they're asking you. And he told me, he said, you have to know that simcha is aleph. That you can't have any success in anything if you don't have simcha. You don't have simple. That's before anything else, you have to be the simple. So, on topic, that's what we're talking about tonight. I the importance it. of being the simple. I love it. Yeah, when a person's happy, you feel like you could accomplish so much more. But I what think a, he was saying, I'll tell you, I think he was saying that if a person is not happy, they can never accomplish. Right. That's, I think, uh, same thing, but... When you're well, not happy, of course, that's what Rabbi Nachman's saying over here. The main thing is, he's saying, is to be happy, right? And when you're not happy, life just feels overwhelming, overbearing. You feel lethargic. And then the little bit of mitzvahs that you, Torah feels like a burden. Yiddishkeit feels like a burden. Davening feels like a burden. Everything, you feel chakenesh, you feel like can't. Everything becomes overwhelming. And I can't, I can't, I just can't, I can't, you know? Yeah, you see that, you know, I can't, I can't, right? And you just feel like you can't do anything. But when a person's- I would happy, just, I- Yeah, I, go for it. I think doesn't necessarily mean happy. Wait, you're breaking up, Benjamin. You could be happy if you drink a few beers. You could feel happy. But that's not what he's talking about. This doesn't really translate into English properly. Sure, simcha doesn't translate properly into English. That's correct. But I think what, I think what he was talking about, and, and we'll, learn, we'll definitely more learn about this, that he was talking about uh, Rabbi Nachman, I think, and this is really, this is a little bit off topic, but I think Rabbi Nachman was really talking about emotional contentment, about dancing in the rain. Rabbi Nachman says in, in Torah Vav, the lesson six in the first chilek of Lukudimaran, in the first section of Lukudimaran, he says that a person needs to be what he called a baki baratza, baki vashav, an expert in running and returning. It means a person has to be an expert in Yeridus and Elias and high feelings and low feelings. And what he meant by this is, is that all feelings are welcome, which means there's no wrong way to feel. And when a person starts seeing that, they could have emotional contentment no matter what they're feeling in life, you could be happy. So uh, what happens is then a person actually starts feeling an inner sense of simcha. But when you're always trying to manufacture emotions in yourself that you're not actually feeling, that actually winds up burning a person out. But here, Rabbi Nachman is saying, is actually you could take your depression and be happy with that. How's it possibly happy with depression? Is understanding the fact that all feelings are welcome. No matter what you're feeling, Hashem is sending you those feelings in order for you to experience, in order for you to have. 
Or another way to say it is, the more psychological way to say it is, is that we're all part of the human condition, that we're all going to feel uh, all the wonderful feelings that Hashem uh, created us to have. And when a person starts understanding that they're meant to feel sad and you can't always manufacture certain feelings within yourself, then a person starts accepting their feelings and transforming their depression into happiness because they no longer have judgment on whatever it is that they're feeling. And they wind up feeling simcha. You wind up feeling, uh, you wind up being an expert in running and returning. A bucky baratza bucky. You didn't just say, incidentally, you have to know low feelings. No, it's something that you need to know very well. And here, Rabbi Nachman saying, because when you stop judging your emotional feelings and you scale it back and you find the Nakuda Tova, a point of resilience, even within yourself, when you're experiencing those feelings, a person's able to be mahapich, flip and transform and convert their yogun, their depression into happiness. That's why he says that you're not supposed to uh, not look at your depressed feelings at all. He's saying, no, when you're happy, now bring your depressed feelings into the circle, experience them, feel them, and transform them into simcha, and transform them into an inner contentment, or like to call uh, being okay with not being okay, or uh, being at peace with yourself, no matter what emotional experience you're having, even if it's one that you don't prefer to have. <laughs> right? So Rabbi Nachman saying, go after those feelings and have an inner sense of contentment and uh, peace and peace from those feelings. Hey, uh, that was a little bit tangential, but it's it's definitely right on point. Let's let's learn a little bit more Lakuta Alachas. Yeah, we'll jump in a little bit to some more Lakuta Alachas. Let me see over here. Hold on. No, not the piece. Hold on. Screen share. I think it is this piece over here. Okay. Let me, uh, oh, hold on, little technical difficulty out here. Gonna make this bigger. Okay, there we go, we're in business. Okay, I'm gonna start reading over here. We're gonna see how this idea is so broad, it has to do with Mashiach, it has to do with the final Geula, it has to do with everything. I'm just, these are just snippets. Here, this at the bottom of the page, the last paragraph on the right side, again from the same piece in the Kudalachas, just a few pages over. And this is, is going to be the tremendous elevation and simcha that we feel at the times of Mashiach from here. And this is what the main Geula is going to be. With happiness, you'll go out. Right? Joyful and, ha and happiness is the land of Israel. Like it says in many, many places about the tremendous happiness of Mashiach and what's going to be in the future. The Az, why? Because in times of Mashiach, all depression is going to flip to happiness. He, like, that's our Pasuk, like it says, they're going to chase after happiness, and depression is going to run away. Like that Pasuk is written about the times of Mashiach. Like it says, their, their uh, mourning is going to flip into happiness. The depression and sadness of exile is going to flip into happiness. 
like another Pasuk in Tehillim, that my sadness is going to turn into happiness. And the main simply is the main happiness is going to come through the ingathering of the exiles. That the Jewish people are going to increase, like it says in the Pasuk, that the smallest will be like a thousand. I am your God in its time and uh, and at the time when I declare. Through the gathering of the Jewish nation and us gathering as one. That makes us very happy. Like it says that the tzaddikim are going to be happy. And the Jewish nation is all called Sadiqin. Kamosha Kasiv Amcha Yisrael Kulam Sadiqin. But Al Kain. Therefore, it says, Bapasak Sasam Basimchi Yasigu, that will chase after happiness. That's said about the Kibbutz Goliath. Kamosha Kasiv Duya Ishem Yeshubum Uval Siyam Barina. It's the same Pasuk. That the cast aside nation is going to come singing with happiness. Shahu Bachinas Kibbutz Goliath Lutzion. That's like the ingathering of the exiles. The Astas Gadal has Simcha Maod Bachinas Visimcha Al Rosham. I'm just going to recap. I want to read more from that. But he's saying that this idea of flipping depression into happiness is going to be exactly what happens in the times of Mashiach, that we're going to look back at the world history and we're going to say, oh my God, all the suffering we went through on a national level, that was really good for us. And the depression itself is going to flip into happiness. This is what he brings from the Pasuk that he started from Lakut Maran. It's amazing how Rav Nassim applied this, right? How big this little paragraph is, right? Uvduye Hashem Yeshuvum, the cast aside nation, the nation that is depressed, right? Uvduye Hashem Yeshuvum, Uvalitzion Berina, they're going to come together in oneness singing to Eretz Yisrael. They're going to chase after happiness. All the depression is going to leave. Right? So you're going to see that this idea of flipping depression into happiness is going to be the type of simcha that we're going to experience at the level. I'm going to go back inside over here. Okay, now listen to what he says. Uh, again, the middle paragraph on the left-hand side. Because to push aside people of the Jewish nation, it means they were pushed aside from their veros. Through sins of sexual immorality. Through their sins of sexual morality, it creates a tremendous destruction. Right? And that brings in Kabbalistic sources that that's why we've been in exile for so long. And with the main tikkun is going to be through Mashiach that says, that they're going to come to to uh, 
to rede- the redemption is going to come to Tzion Lishav and Pesha of Yaakov, and Hashem is going to return the sins of Yaakov, the Jewish people. Like the Arizal brings. Right? And through building as Yechanes, call in the Dachen. Right, and all the sins that people struggle with, with sexual impurity and sexual morality, those are going to get flipped to happiness also. Right, I'm skipping to the next passage, uh, the next paragraph. The Iker Eliosum Aide Mashiach, Ukimishkaber Isi Israeli, Apal Pisha Masha Asa. Right, and then when a Jew falls, and even though he did whatever he did, but he strengthened himself, and he makes him happy from the good points that he finds, from his point of resilience. And he flips his sadness into happiness, and he says, This is the reason why I'm happy, and my delight, even though I messed up, even though I sinned, I'm still zocher to say Shema two times a day. And if it wasn't, if the only thing I was able to do was say Shema twice a day, I could be happy my entire life. And even more so that I merited to say how many mitzvahs, and how many mitzvahs does even the lowest Jew get to fulfill every day? And even if I'm still far below, and I wasn't able to come to holiness, even a hair's breadth. Even more so I should be happy. Because <laughs> nevertheless, I'm a Jew. And I eat matzah on Pesach. Right? Even, even non-religious Jews eat matzah on Pesach and fast on Yom Kippur. And they sit in the sukkah. And how much so does the Yitzhahara want to enter into us depression and disregard our mitzvahs? Even more you can make it, right? No matter how much the Yitzhahara gets you, that itself is a reason for happiness. Because this is why I'm happy. A person so far as myself, I'm able to touch holy things. No matter how far I am, that's how happy I should be. Because I'm also merited, right? I'm also meriting to have a, uh, to have happy, to, to do mitzvahs like tzitzin and tzitzin. We'll just read one more paragraph. Because anyone who has a brain, and has any iota of belief and emuna in Hashem and holiness. It's possible for a person to understand the greatness and tremendousness of the holiness of any mitzvah. 
that we're able to do every day. Even the lowest of the lowest person. And in specific, and even more, I'm able to say Shema twice a day. That's the main thing of everything. That I'm Zochet to believe in God. He was the first cause of the entire creation. Was one, will be one. And higher than everything. There's nothing other than God. How great is that? So it's amazing. There's nothing like Rav Nassim. You won't find this in any safer Yahadus in the entire Judaism. Straight for Rav Nassim to us. Let's just do a little bit of recap. He says, no matter, even in Gullus, he says, the main thing that people fall to, and one of the main things that we're in Gullus for, is sins of sexual immorality and sexual impurity. How much do people struggle with this nowadays, that they could just go on the internet, go here? People addicted at a young age to pornography and such difficult things. He says, even that, the worst of virus in the Torah, that should be your springboard to be happy. Someone as low as me, someone as far as me, that the Yitzhahara tries to grab over and over and over and over again. I see by the very fact the Yitzhahara is trying so hard to bring me down. That must mean I'm great. That must mean I'm an amazing individual. And therefore, a person can transform the most difficult, painful things in life into happiness. So a person feels like they're up against depression or they're up against trauma or they're up against anxiety or they're up against worries or dysfunction or sexual addiction or impurity. Whatever it is that a person is up against, a person, Rav Nassim is saying, the very fact that you're created a Yid, the very fact that you say Shema, you know what Shema is? Shema is, you're saying, there's Echad Yachid Mayucha, there's one God in the entire world. Wasn't that what the entire world was created for? That is fitting, even if you're sinning against Hashem, at every moment in time, a person can use their depression and say, by you see the very fact the Yitzhahara is coming on me so strongly, now I can be happy because I see he's really, really out to get me. Must mean there's something special here. Must mean there's something good here. And as Rav Nassim is saying, even more, how many mitzvahs do we do? We keep kosher. We wear a yarmulke. We fast on Yom Kippur. If you only fasted on Yom Kippur, amazing, Rav Nassim says. If you only ate matzah on Pesach, even better. You fasted on Yom Kippur, you ate matzah on Pesach, and you wear a yarmulke. Holy cow, OMG, it's like you won the lottery. Hashem created you a Jew. Unbelievable. So the very fact that you're struggling is the very thing that you should be happy about. <laughs> it's amazing. And that's going to be the simcha, as Rav Nassim is saying, the simcha of Yemosa Mashiach, that the cast-aside nation, the Obduye Hashem, the people who feel the farthest from God, they're the ones who's going to be behapich, yagon ba'anacha, into simcha. They're going to come singing and dancing because all their pain and all their suffering is going to be transformed and converted into happiness. So no matter what you're up against in life, no matter what you're struggling with, never, ever, ever, ever give up because as Rav Nassim and Rav Nachman is explaining that we can be mahapich, yagon ba'anacha, into simcha. It can be all converted into happiness. And one day, even if we don't see it with our own eyes, when we see Mashiach come, all the pain and suffering, even the worst of errors in the Torah, 
even the ones that people say there's no tikkun for, even for the most difficult things that a person did, right? There's still a tikkun for that. You can still flip it into happiness, as Rav Nassim is saying. Emilim, Emilim. Nothing more to add on. Incredible. Shkayach, Shkayach. Anyone uh, want to add anything? You guys want to add anything? No, this is great. This is great. This, this is, is great. a good one. Yes. No, we should all be besimcha. We should all be besimcha. We should all be besimcha. I'll, I'll, I'll just add a, par- a quick Parsha connection over here. It's Parsha's Akev. And it says, Vaya Akev Tishmun. If you listen to my Akev. So Rashi says, What's an Akev? What's the heel? Rashi says, Those are the mitzvahs that people dash on. They, they don't take seriously. It's like you tread on them with your heel. It's like that Metallica song, don't tread on me, right? And a, uh, so what, what's he really saying? How do we understand it in this context? Is that we do so many mitzvahs every single day, but we take them for granted. We don't value, we tread on them, we step on them. We do a mitzvah and we say, what's the big deal? I do that all the time. I put the filling on, right? What's the big deal? Yeah, but I had no kavana. Rabbi Nachman saying, take your mitzvahs out of the trash and polish them up again, <laughs> right? That vaya ekev tishmun, if only we take our mitzvahs that we tread on, we polish them, we shine them, we bring them in front of Hashem, we said, Hashem, my word tzitzis, tzitzis, look at that tzitzis, we get to wear tzitzis, what an amazing thing, we get to wear tzitzis, right? And we tread on our mitzvahs, we step on our mitzvahs, we don't value our mitzvahs, we don't appreciate them. And here, Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nassim, and say that how much do we have to appreciate every mitzvah that we do? Not that he say Shema, holy cow. Okay, yeah, it's not perfect. But do you know what Shema is? You know what wearing the king's crown is? Right? Like the Gemara says, uh, wild Gemara. I know, I'm taking a little bit out of context. The Gemara says, Yasha uh, Avera mitzvah. A person sat and didn't do an Avera. It says if they did a mitzvah. <laughs> right? It's as if you did a mitzvah. You didn't do any of theirs today? Wonderful! It's as if you did a mitzvah. Right? And uh, so everything could be scaled back, and our point of depression, again, could be flipped into happiness. And uh, that's the Akib Tishmu, listening, valuing our mitzvahs, the ones that we tread on, the ones that we, we don't really appreciate. Keeping kosher, right? Keeping kosher, paying yeshiva tuitions, going to shul, going to a shir, trying, wanting to come close to Hashem. Wanting, you want to come close to Hashem? You're suffering? That's a good thing. Turn into happiness. Okay, guys, we'll end here. I never know how to end the Shiram. It's a pleasure. And I'll see Peace you out. next week, everyone. Somewhat back.